Welcome to Patriot's Fight Media. Conservative thought for liberal rock. Because we cannot get re-elected. We cannot win this re-election. We can only re-elect Donald Trump if, in fact, we get engaged in this circular violence squad. What difference at this point does it make? Prepare to be offended in five, four, three, two, one. Okay, I'm going to cover some of my thoughts on a number of issues, and this is not rehearsed, and so it's going to be like off the top of my head, but here it goes. One of the most difficult things right now in this time period with everything that's going on is going to be trying to explain to people the things that are not as they seem. And there's so many elements to all of this. One of them is a misunderstanding about how everything is about to go. I think there are way too many people that believe that we are going to reverse the direction that everything is going in and that we're going to somehow save the planet. And I don't mean in an ecological way or anything. I mean that we're going to somehow restore the freedoms of the world and we're going to, you know, get back to a purer, easier time and and all of that. And I, as a, as a Bible-believing Christian, I know better than that. I know that that's not where it's about to go. I know that that's not where we're heading. And so I cannot, with a clear conscience, sit back and say, Yes, this is what's going to happen. We're going to restore the entire world. Now, I'm not. I'm not saying that there aren't going to be, and there haven't been, events. Okay, I think there have been individual battles that have been won, but the war itself <laughs> um, is not going to go in the direction biblically, the way the world thinks that it should or wants it to go. And because of that, a lot of people are going to be very discouraged and very thrown off, and they're going to want to cling to anything that tells them what they want to hear. And that's where the danger comes up. Okay, The world is so ready, is so eager to hear that somebody's going to solve all these problems, that anybody that comes up and says, I've got a solution, and actually begins to show signs of solving it, they're going to see as a savior. And that's that's the trapdoor. That that's the point that we're going to reach if we haven't already reached it uh, of no return. Because, folks, if if you are a, if you're a Bible believing individual, you know that before Christ returns, things are going to be in bad shape. Okay, now, now I say that. I mean, you you may know because you may pay attention to 65 of the 66 books in the Christian Bible. See, <laughs> what you don't pay attention to is Revelation. You don't go in there. You don't mess with that one. That's the book at the end that doesn't make sense, and, and you stay away from it. And, and yet it does. So much of it really does make sense. I mean, clearly, it's very simple if you ever sit down and read it. Uh, the problem is, is that people want to interpret it in so many different ways, and they want to throw, um, they want to throw 
the world into what they read rather than reading it and seeing where the world is in connection with it. And, and that's for a different time. That's not for this talk. But it's very clear the world is not going to be in very good shape. Okay, At the time of the events that are, are told in the revelation of Jesus Christ, you know, they're told to John, but they're about Christ, uh, things aren't good. Okay, We know that the tribulation, regardless of when the church is taken up in it, whether it's before it happens or near the end of all of this, the tribulation is not going to be good. You're going to see a third of the oceans destroyed, a third of the sun blotted out. Uh, you're going to see destruction. Now, what causes it, how it happens, is not really even the point. The, the point is that it's going to happen. <laughs> and, and I think ministers avoid it, churches avoid it, Christians in general avoid it, and I know the lost world doesn't believe it. And the problem is, is that we are at a point now where the Christian world doesn't believe it either. They see it as being the same thing as, as the lost world does. That, that There's a way to reverse this, there's a way to stop it, or at best there's a way to postpone it. And there are ways to postpone the final event, I think, based off of the condition of different battles, the way certain battles turn out, and I get that. But it doesn't change the fact that in the end, these are the things that happen. In the end, we have a third of the sun blotted out. We have a third of the oceans that die off, you know, the third of the population that dies. Uh, all of that's going to happen. Okay, now it's not going to happen because of COVID. I mean, give me a break. I mean, you see the numbers, and you see the, the 99 point whatever percent survival rate that it has. Um, it's not that kind of a thing. And global warming isn't doing it. But we do hear stories of, you know, so-called scientific experiments of where we're going to go up in the sky and we're going to shoot the sky with some kind of elements. And uh, as a result of this, it's going to it's going to help lighten the load that's bearing down on the planet from the sun and help you know, cool down the planet and all this garbage and people are like, this is good. This is going to, you know, reverse global warming. Uh, okay, if it reverses global warming at the cost of blotting out a third of the sunlight, isn't that still just bringing about the end time tribulation events? I mean, really, isn't it the same thing? Um, <laughs> you see where I'm going with this, and 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 there are, there are, you know, in my mind, I can see where a lot of these things overlap with each other. You lose sunlight; um, it affects crops, it affects which affects people and animals because uh, there's not as much food and and things of that nature, and we lose a third of the population through that or whatever. You know, there's there's all kinds of ways of interpreting all of that and seeing it. And again, none of that is important. None of that is essential. Because the real key here still is, it's still going to happen. Now, I released a video a week or so ago about 
the Q movement. And the concern for me is that the more I step into the world of Scripture, the more I see that Q does nothing more than pull people out of the shadows, but it does not take people into the light, and it does not take them for certain to God and to Christ as the Savior. It instead puts the idea out there that a person or a group of people can somehow save the planet. And that is that is completely opposed to what we know from Scripture as being what happens in the end. It's the total opposite. Now, granted, the intel for the events that are going on, some of it is very valid, very relevant. I mean, the new Q posts, particularly in relation to um, video games being used, the, the chat rooms within the video games being used for communications, and we have now, you know, screenshot proof of that happening um, in a Star Wars mobile game. And all of that, that's intel. That's real. Okay, that's real intel. It's, it's supportable and all that kind of stuff. But again, it doesn't take you to the end game. Okay, it, it tells you the events that are going on in the world, but it does not, none of that knowledge of that is not going to reverse what is still coming. And, and what the irony there is that Q is very much right. The pain is coming and that nothing can be done to stop it. <laughs> you know, no, nothing can be done to stop it. And it's true. But the nothing can be done to stop it doesn't necessarily mean what I think the Q community sees it as mean. I, I, they want to interpret it as the bad guys are going to get theirs. Well, eventually that will happen. At the very, very end when Christ returns, that it will happen. But it's not man-made. It's not man-created. Okay, And it's not man-predictable. But that is not Q taking us to Christ. That is Q taking us to Q. And don't get me wrong, I mean, again, the intel is there for many of these events. But to put too much reliance on what Q says to determine how things are going to go is beyond foolishness. It becomes, and it's beyond a movement, it becomes a religion. It becomes something that people worship. And that is where I drew the line not only in the sand, I mean, I made a huge trench and said, no, I'm not stepping over into that. I'm not worshiping Q. I'm not following Q. I am observing Q. And I follow Christ. My reliance is on the scripture and where that tells me things are going or will go. Okay, And we already know the end result is this world is going to go bad you're going to lose your freedoms. Not just in the United States, but around the planet. There are going to be wars and rumors of wars. We've had that. It's just going to get worse. Okay, You're not going to gain freedoms. You're not going to be living a, a quiet existence. Uh, it's just going to get harder. It's going to get more difficult. Okay, uh, give you an example of literally just in the last couple of days. 
People have, have and, and, and rightfully so, people have complained that it seems like all religions have a free pass except Christianity. And then in the public light, Christianity is the one that always gets shut down the most. Okay, and we get examples of that from, you know, we're going to make sure in New York that Cuomo uh, wants to make sure that there's, you know, thousands of, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, whatever, of meals prepared um, for the Muslims with their coming days for their events, but we're going to make sure that we uh, block off the uh, the communities and arrest the communities that are worshiping outside of the Muslim mosques. And uh, the, the key there being, though, Cuomo is no longer just saying churches. Cuomo is now saying temples. Okay? So he is now directly saying, hey, Jews, you and all the other communities, except the mosques, um, you, you you can't you can't be meeting in large groups. If you think you're gonna get out there, you're gonna you're gonna get fined. You're gonna get there's some things you're gonna have reparations um, that are gonna be paid out against you <clears throat> for this. But at the same time, we're gonna make sure that we have food and everything available for the Muslims in the mosques. There's a double standard going on here. But that's the Jews being attacked, the Christians being attacked, the Muslims being praised. And uh, I don't know if it's out of fear of the Muslims or if it's some other agenda. And it could be. Okay? But yet they understand the leadership that we have today in a state-by-state level is weak at best. They're not leading. They're being led. And they're doing the bidding of a larger order above them. And Cuomo is no different than that. But that's just one example of what's going on. It's not just Christianity that's being attacked at this point. Judaism is being attacked as well. And I'll cover that again in a minute. Uh, And where the mosques seem to be given a free pass, they're not going to survive out of this either. Because in the end, I firmly believe, and so do a vast number of theologians out there, that uh, reputable and not so reputable, but they all seem to be in agreement that if there's a one-world religion out there that is in the world today that is going to become the thing, it's Catholicism. Okay, now if you're Catholic hearing this, you may be thinking, oh yeah, everybody's going to become Catholic. You don't understand. What that means is that (laughs) You are in the chief of among all false religions. That, that's what it means. Okay, It means that you have picked the worst religion to be a part of. Catholicism is the worst. That's it. I mean, it is the cream of the crop, worst thing you could possibly be associated with as far as thinking you're doing something right and moral and godly. Uh, now, if you're a Satanist, Hey, you know you're not going to become the one world religion. If anything, you're 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 hoping the downfall of that one world religion until it comes, and then you're going to be really happy because it's going to be everything that you hoped your religion was, but better for you. And you're you're seeing things because Catholicism has been evil, has been wicked for centuries, uh, if not from the very inception of it. Um, a few hundred years after Christ. Okay? So this is where I'm going to go into Catholicism real quick for a moment. 
Catholicism is, in and of itself, a different religion than Christianity. Okay, Catholicism focuses on the worldly, the gold, the rituals, the human worship through the saints. Okay, these are human beings, okay, human beings, but they're worshipped. The mother of God is worshipped. I mean, the very phrase, mother of God, I mean, is just blasphemy. But the mother is worshipped, not the son. The saints are prayed to, not the Holy Spirit, and to God, the Father. It is... It's not flawed. It's downright warped and wrong. All of it. It focuses on rituals. It focuses on uh, confession to man, not to God. It maintains the veil over the temple, and it keeps you from a direct communication with God. It's the very thing that the Hebrews were facing in the day of Christ's appearance. Christ replaced all that. Okay, Christ replaced the temple, replaced the need for confession, for sacrifice, for festivals, for all of that stuff. Christ replaced all of that, absolutely every bit of it. There's no need for that to continue. Which also means that if you are part of Judaism, you have the same problem that Catholicism has. You are a false. Okay? Judaism today is a cult. What it was up until the, the arrival of Christ in his first coming was a religion looking for a Messiah. What happened is the Messiah appears and they missed it. They didn't see it. And they continued to go on their merry way, assume that Christ has not returned in the first time, let alone the second, that the Messiah is still to come. And they live in a purely Old Testament ritual system. So Judaism is missed it. So they're continued to live in that world of sacrifice and ritual and temples and restrictions and priesthoods and all of that. All of that is archaic at this point. And so therefore it's false. Just like Catholicism that worships, worships uh, the women and the humans and the rituals and the gold and the, all of that mess. It's false. The only thing that still continues to attain is an understanding that true Christianity understands that you are following the Christ who has been here once and will return. And he replaced the rituals and the systems and all of that. That the communication is now directly with God. It is no longer through confession. It is no longer through sacrifice. It is no longer through rituals. 
But the Christianity of today's church, of the 21st century church, is no different than those others. It's no different than Judaism or Catholicism. It still has its routines. It still has its its festivals that it maintains. Um, people are still uh, doing those things. They're going to their pastor for confession, but in Christianity, they're doing it um, for counseling. They use the term counseling. It's it's they're still seeking the approval of their pastors, their ministry staff, and so forth. They're still being led by figures that are not biblical figures, uh, according to New Testament. That's for another time as well, as far as the specifics on that. But the majority of the modern church today is lost. It's no different than these other groups. And Christianity may look at Catholicism and say, you're wrong. And Catholicism will say, you're missing it. You don't understand. We are the true church. And Judaism will say, you're all missing it. The Messiah hasn't happened yet. And days are yet to come. Um, and they all look at the Jewish community and have their theories. Okay, All of that is there. And the Muslims over on their side go, we were rooked um, out of our right place. And the, the, what's wild about that is they, they're missing the boat on all of it as well. They, they, miss, they miss the promise in the very beginning. They misunderstood the covenant that was made with Abraham. Um, that was made for Isaac, not for uh, anyone else. None of his other children, regardless of who they were born to or from. But they missed it. Okay, it doesn't matter about Ishmael. Doesn't none of that matters. Okay, you are no different than Judaism, which missed Christ's appearance. You missed the covenant understanding, and so you're. Faith has been wrong from the beginning as well. Now, so that nobody else is left out, then you have the rest of the world out there with your Buddhism and Taoism and your all these different things that go on in there. Okay, Buddhism, let's take that one particularly and look at that and say, okay, you have built a religious system around a man. And it's a man with a bunch of philosophies. That's all it is. Buddha was just a man who had some thoughts. And you've turned an entire religious cult around the thoughts of one man. And which in and of itself really doesn't make it that much different than, say, Mormonism and some of these others that, that go by these the scrolls revealed to an individual person. That's it. Uh, but at least at least with Judaism, you can say, hey, you know, they're, you know, there were a series of books here that were involved uh, in this process. Uh, you know, at least, at least you can say that. But what you can't say is that it missed the boat the same way that these others did. Okay, Mormonism, a faith built off of one man's secret scrolls. Okay, uh, Buddhism, a religion built around a man's thoughts. And he himself, if he were here today, would say, you're worshiping me when you shouldn't, because that was 
actually the opposite of what Buddha would confirm. But I can keep going down the road, and there, there aren't dozens, there are hundreds of religions out there that are established or have been established over the years, and there are some that are still referred to as mystery religions and things of that nature, but there's not a single one out there that goes and, and does it right. They either worship a particular man or a particular set of philosophies or a particular time period or a particular type of item. Um, they have the rituals. They have the routines. They have all the stuff that they do, and they have a gathering. But they all miss the boat. But all of those will go away in light of one recognized religion in the end. And of all of these religions, the one that is the most inceptive of pulling in the others and incorporating them into itself is Catholicism. Okay, complete with the papacy incorporating mosque events and uh, talking about how we are all connected together and that there are many paths that lead to the same destination and that we should you know, all be working together in this. And you... you you can't. Okay, you you cannot. <laughs> doesn't work that way. Uh, there's one true God and one true way to God, um, and they've they, these have all missed the mark. And you can't. You, you can't have that. You can't have Catholicism that wants to worship Mary and other human beings. And the Muslims with their worship of a prophet, okay, not unlike the worship of the saints in Catholicism, but you can't take those and say, you've got your saints or you've got your prophets, we've got ours, but we all share the same God. No. No. And it is a lost, uh, totally lost and not just deceptive, but evil concept to assume that people can believe whatever they want to believe, and in the end, they all go to the same God, and they all have hit it. It all it all makes sense, okay? If you're if you're looking for nirvana and you reach it, in the end, what you reach is the same thing that the Christian reaches at their day of rapture, which is the same thing that the Muslim reaches, um, you know in Mecca, and and so on. No, it doesn't work that way. They are not all the same thing using different terminology. But in the end, the world religion will believe that. It will support that. It will tell you that whatever you believe, it all falls underneath the Catholic Church. The word Catholic means universal, so therefore it all follows under us. All of you are a part of our union. And I see a world that is ready for that, that wants to see that. They're going to say, finally, we're united. Finally, we believe something together. We can all worship the way that we care to worship and all be seen as doing the same thing, regardless of how we approach it. And it's easy to see that. It's easy to see how that can become a reality in this world because we're so close to it already. Everything works except for, except for true Christianity. Why? Because Christianity, true Christianity, scriptural, Bible-based Christianity does not allow for that. It is the one that doesn't allow for it. 
And because of that, he gets excluded. See? It gets shut out. Because Christianity is the only one out there that's screaming at the top of its lungs, that is false religion. You're worshiping a false god. Okay, Christianity is the only is the only scripture that exists out there that talks about the falsehoods of a one world religion and, and indicates that the very term one world religion accumulates from Christian doctrine. And in order to remove that concept from everybody, in order for everybody to be blinded to that reality, you have to remove Christianity from the picture because you don't want people reading Revelation. You don't want people reading the New Testament. You don't want people connecting the prophecy of New Testament with the prophecy of the Old Testament and saying, oh, hey, there's there's a huge, there's a, there's a whole story here. It's not just, you know, it's not, there's not a 50-50. I mean, there's, we're, we're, we've been missing a great deal here. you got to have the whole package. You could have the Old and New Testament together in prophecy to understand the concepts and see where Judaism was shed off and made obsolete by the reappearing of Christ. And then in the end, life will be worse right until Christ's return. Christ doesn't return to a saved world. He returns to a fallen world. <laughs> he comes to redeem a fallen world. So the concept of everything is about to get better is delusional. Now, do I say that to be a doomsayer? No, I don't see it as a doom. I don't see it as doom because I understand how it all works. And I don't say that to be conceited. I'm just saying that I see that because I've read the end of the book. I know how this ends. And I know that the world is going to get darker and darker and darker until Christ returns. And with the return and the final battle that is fought, evil will be caged. And Christ will have dominion over this earth really for the first time since the Garden of Eden. And I say it that way because in my understanding, Adam and Eve had a perfect existence with God until they sinned against God. And this world became the dominion of Satan. And has been ever since. History is just a constant reminder of Satan attempting to stop what's coming through a series of events, through wars, through dictators, through all kinds of evil and, and destructive manners. And yet the end still continues. Good still wins out long enough for Satan to have to move to the next stage until eventually it will get so bad that Christ returns, the final battle takes place, and Satan is finally removed from his dominion over the earth, and Christ instead reigns.
and the earth becomes a new kingdom. That's the only new world order that's really going to take place. Now, up until then, there will be false orders and false understandings, and there will be misconstrued faiths. There will be people misled. The vast majority will be misled and will buy into it willingly. Now, whether you're pre-tribulation or post-tribulation, it doesn't change the fact that the church is raptured. At some point in all of this, the church is no longer on the planet. And this is where it's very important to understand some of the New Testament language because I think there's been a misinterpretation over the centuries regarding it. We were told by Christ that we will be the salt of the earth, that we will be the light, okay? Be salt and light in the world. And the feel-good part of us tells us, well, what that means is that we, um, we, you know, we get out there and we, we tell people the way that it is. You know, that's what salt does. Okay, that's salt being used on a wound. Okay, salt was a preservative, is a preservative. And it's used to delay the decaying of meat. delay the decaying of meat. In other words, it doesn't prevent it from going bad. It just delays the process. We are to be the salt of the earth, meaning we we are what keeps the earth from decaying, from dying, prolongs it from, from that event happening. It doesn't keep it from happening at all. It prolongs it. So as long as we are here, we are the salt. Same thing goes with a light. We are the light that gets shined on the world and exposes its evil shadows. Okay? Meaning that when the church is raptured, the salt is gone, the light is gone. When the salt's gone, there's nothing here to preserve the decay. So the decay occurs quickly. If you know anything about the human body, particularly or an animal for any for that matter, decomposition happens fairly quickly. Within hours. Within minutes, some things are happening, but within hours and days, it's quick. We also know that when the when we leave, when the church is raptured, we not only take the salt with us. But we take the light with us, which means all that's left here is the darkness. And we like to talk a big talk about how you know, the world's so dark today. You can only imagine how dark it would be and will be when there is no one shining light on anything. That's what Christ was trying to explain to those first century disciples. You are the salt that keeps the world from decaying. You are the light that prevents the darkness from overtaking everything. And when the church is raptured, there is nothing. There is no recovery. 
There is no restoration. There is no peace. There is, and there's no one here to tell you that what you're seeing around you is false. Nothing. There's no encouragement. There's no uh, incentive. There's no inspiration. All of that is gone. Now, if you are a pre-tribulation person, which I happen to be, what that means is at the beginning of these events that mark the end times, the church is raptured up and the salt is removed so the decay happens quickly. The world will literally go to hell quickly. And the light will be removed, and so no one that is here will have an example in front of them that says, this is wrong, stay away from there, avoid that, this is a lie. None of that is there. The deception goes unmarked. That's when Christ returns. Once that chaos is in place, and what's going to happen is because there's no one here to be a witness to the reality, except for the two witnesses, that's another event, but there's no other people here to give the shed truth to any of this. And so the people will be willingly deceived. And that is when this false leader, this false messiah, is given dominion. And the whole world that is left here will believe that this is the Savior, that this is the person that is here to save us all, to correct everything. And they'll have no one to tell them otherwise. Now the witnesses will be proclaiming. Okay, And there will be some that will be led, because of the witnesses, into the light. Because they will recall what those that are gone had tried to share with them. But it's a remnant. Okay, and there are people that, that don't understand what remnant means. Remnant is literally just a, a small portion of a cloth. It's just a, it's something that's left over, a, uh, a sample. So there will be just a small group that will survive, that will be turned of those that are left in the darkness. The church will be gone. There will be nobody here to go and answer your questions. You won't be able to turn to that friend that understood what was going on and say, now I want to hear because it's over. It's too late. There's no one there to tell you. See, that's the reality of where everything is going. That's where everything is really heading. But instead, people are buying into all these false prophets. They're buying into all of these false figures. They're listening to these ministries that are not preaching the gospel. They're not preaching Christ. They're preaching themselves. They're preaching their merchandising. Okay? You're listening to people who are not scripturally ordained to pastor. And yet, they're doing it. You're listening to people who are still in and of the world that are a part of the occult that are deception really unmasked that are billionaire music icons but you're believing they're leading you to the Lord or you're listening to an intel group 
that's telling you temporary things about temporary events that in the sight of eternity won't matter. And you're following it so faithfully that you want to worship at it and that you think that it's going to save you. And anyone who tells you otherwise is a shill. Because that's where this is about to go. And I know that. You're going to see that. Okay, you're going to see people attacked because they are pro-Q, and you're going to see people that are attacked because they're not Q enough. <laughs> see? You know, and the pro-Q people are attacking the anti-Q people to an extent. But the people who aren't Q-pro enough are being attacked as well. Or who are willing to stand up and say, hey, Q is not your savior. Oh, well, and therefore you must be a shill if that's what you think. Because, you know, and I'm not saying that the information that comes from Q hasn't been accurate and won't be accurate. It will be to temporary events leading you out of the shadows, but it will not be what leads you to salvation. And so I can continue to read and post Q intel and interpret it alongside everybody else without worshiping it. Because I know that it's not going to save the planet. I know that it's not going to save everything. There's no reference to uh, many things that are going on in the world today as existing during the end times. Okay, you have to remember, America does not appear on the map because America wasn't on the map in the days of that revelation. Okay, America may be part of Mystery Babylon. America may be a part, may, may not even exist I mean, we may be seeing the, the starting points of the destruction of the United States. We don't know that that's not the case. Okay? And I can only put so much faith in other human beings, in the leadership that we have in front of us, and I have to ask God, is this the leader that we prayed for? Or is this the leader that we deserve? Because you have to look at that, and that's where the Old Testament comes into play a great deal, is you have to understand that there were many times in the history of the Hebrews, particularly when they were given a leader, not that they prayed for, but that they deserved. And it may be that in 2016, we were given the leader that we deserve. Now, so that you understand that, that can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing. If we had been given Hillary Clinton, if that's the direction it had gone in, then I would say, then we have, we have really done something really wild and we have really erred and the end is coming closer, faster. But I can also look at Trump and I can say, in many ways, on the short term, that leader is a leader that shows that we deserve to have some temporary victories, some temporary battles won um, in this process, and that some things are going to get healed. But it's still temporary. Okay, It is not permanent. It does not last. When you get past his administration, who do you have next? And so forth. 
Okay, and every single year that the deep state's candidate isn't in control, you're just going to continue to see what we see right now. You're going to continue to see the protests, the riots, the false flags, the deceptions, the impeachment hearings, the hearings after hearings after hearings after hearings after hearings. You can continue to have that unless the deep state person is in control. But just because I don't see Trump as deep state doesn't mean that I see him as a savior, because he's not. He's a human being. He's painfully flawed. He surrounds himself with people that are painfully flawed. But you compare him to the other leader that we could have had in Hillary Clinton. And I do feel that God has blessed us. I do feel that God has put him there rather than Hillary. But it's not because he is a man of God as much as that he is less of a man of Satan than Hillary would have been. See, it's the lesser of two earthly evils. Now, there are some that are going to take from that. Now he's saying that Trump is evil. We are all evil to some extent. We're all sinners. We all have flaws. Okay, there's not a single person listening to this or out in the world that can say that they are above Trump in that regard. We all have impure thoughts. We all say things that we shouldn't say. We all have done things that we shouldn't have done. We have all sinned. We have all... Uh, sat and eaten at the table of sinners. And we have been at given times chief among those sinners. So, hello. <laughs> uh, don't be a hypocrite. But when it comes to leadership, there's a reason why Trump is in charge right now, and he is in that place, and he is doing what he's doing, and we're facing what we're facing. There's a reason why it's happening the way that it's happening. There is. But I think we would be facing a much harder, much more difficult, and a much quicker rush to the end times if Hillary had been in office. I do believe that. I think times would be... Now, the media would tell you that our times are brighter than they've ever been before. But it's not true. But regardless of who's in there for the four years or eight years that they're there, it's all temporary. In the end, we know what's going to happen, and I just spent half an hour going through the description of that. So I know this is... Uh, like I said, it's unfiltered, it's unedited, it's, it, hopefully it has not been rambling, but it is what it is. And I say all this to say, I do still observe Q's posts, I do still post Q's posts, but you need to know that I'm going to be doing it with an understanding that Q is not saving us. This is intel, that's all it is. 
It's not any different than listening to anyone else's information. And there are things I post that I don't agree with. There are things I post that I do. Um, and there are things that I don't know where I stand on it, but I still post them. And I'm going to continue to do that. But where I see an obvious truth, I'm going to share that as well. And this is where I see an obvious truth. And the biggest, most glaring truth that I can reveal today at this time is that do not set yourself at the feet of the Q movement and worship. Take in the information to help guide you through the events that are going on in the short-term process of where we are. But do not look at it as something that has taken you to God. Do not see it as something that is guiding you, guiding us, to a salvation moment. It's not. Q didn't lead you to God. Through the Q movement, you may have met people who are of a godly nature, and you have come to know God through that. God can use that, but Q is not guiding you to God. And that's important that you understand that Q is not evangelizing you to Christ. Q is not presenting the good news. Q is presenting information for you to do research on and do your own interpretations of. That's it. But don't take it in as a false prophet. Don't take it in as a a, a godly symbol. Don't take it in as a replacement for the church or for the Bible or for anything else. Maintain some common sense. And you know that. I mean, if you allow yourself to sit quietly and rest and listen, you know the Spirit is not telling you that Q is the answer. Now, I will lose some in this process. That's going to happen. But if you agree with where I'm coming from, if you understand where I'm coming from, pass this on to others, please, so that more people at least are exposed to the idea. And then let them make their decisions. That's all I'm saying. And that's all I'm going to continue to say. And I'm going to let things go as they go. But you're going to see more scripture. You're going to see more things of this nature that are related in this direction from me in the coming days and weeks and months. I mean, that's where it's going to be. And that's where my heart is. And that's where my soul is in this process. I haven't gone away from anything. I've become more fine-tuned, and I am looking at everything based off of Scripture and off of my relationship with God rather than my relationship with people and the Internet. And that's not a bad thing. Quarantine your heart from the wickedness in this world. And be very careful of a global perspective that does not lead you to Christ. And I hate to say it, but where we go one, we go all. 
is a global idea. Just saying. And I've been guilty of using it and seeing it and believing it. Uh, but it really is. That's a globalist mindset. <laughs> Be very careful of how blind you're willing to allow yourself to be. Okay? This is not a great awakening. Great awakening is spiritual. Okay? You're being alerted to, you are awakening to the darkness in this world, but you're not being led to Christ by you. And if that's fine with you, then you need to ask yourself the question, so where is Q leading you? If you're not finding that you're being drawn to Christ, then where are you being drawn? Because Scripture would say that if you're not heading toward God, if you're not in the presence of God, you are in the absence of God. And therefore, you're being led away from Christ. It's very dangerous, very dangerous in these times. So, with that, I will close. And if you see the truth and the heart from which I'm coming from in saying all of this, please pass it on. If you don't, then you yourself may pass on from this and move on with your life. And that's fine. But I do hope that God blesses and keeps you. Let not your heart be troubled. For you are safe with Christ. God bless you.